Hello, welcome to Fountain Pen and Stationery, Season 4, Episode 3. This is one of the hosts, Collins. I am the other host, Frank. Hello, Frank. So, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was the pen show this past weekend? <sighs> I was very annoyed that uh, it is the day before 10 p.m. You haven't responded back to me. Yes. I don't time mm-hmm. me. Yes, I did not tell you when I was going to wake up on Saturday for the pen show. Yes. Um, and do you know why I didn't tell you when I was going to wake up for the pen show? Yes. <laughs> to my credit, to my credit, there is another pen show that was going on that week. <laughs> for, for context, uh, the California pen show <laughs> is next week, Frank. <laughs> Technically, it's this week now. <laughs> oh, yes. It is now this weekend. It is weekend. now officially this weekend. <laughs> but out of as of the time when you asked me, it is next weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess to my credit, there, there's another pen show going on. And I thought mm. that was a California pen show. I see. So I got my dates all screwed up. I was like, what the hell is Collins doing? It's tomorrow. I haven't given you a time yet. Nope. Nope. Cause I uh, I put it down on my calendar and I just knew when it was gonna be. So okay. it was not a concern. Okay. Uh, it's okay, Frank. It's all right. It's all right. Okay. So um, I think it's good for us to start the episodes. Actually, you know what? Let me let, let's just plug in really quick. Um, welcome to our podcast. And uh, you can find our podcast at fountainpenandstationery.com. And our email is fountainpenstationery at gmail.com. Fountainpenstationery. Wait, yeah, fountainpenstationery <laughs> at gmail.com. Like my, 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 my brain always needs to process a little bit the fact that it's not the same thing. <laughs> yes, it's fountainpenandstationery.com. The one without the and is the Gmail. Yes, yes. I, I, you know, you know, Collins, Google really should allow us to retrieve like unused emails. Like if an email is unused for over a decade, we should be able to get it back. It would be really nice. You know, that was actually something that uh, I saw on a meme. Um, what is something that the old generation has that the new generation will never get? Fantastic screen names. They're all taken. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's gone. It, like, people in, like, 50 years from now will never get those domains again. Oh, man. Like, yeah, it's really bad, man. <laughs> so, this is how it is. Yeah, it is how it is, right. All right, so back to topic. Um, we have a uh, fairly uh, dedicated listeners um, emailed us with some questions and uh, some comments as well, and mm-hmm. uh, we figured that we'll take some time to answer them. And uh, well, Collins, why don't you start with the questions? Yeah, just uh, start off. Uh, thank you so much, Chris uh, Orf, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, if I'm not. Please let me know what the correct pronunciation is. Um, thank you so much for your email. And uh, let's go into some of your questions. So uh, you asked us for some periodic updates on our EDCs. So our pens, notebooks, pencils, erasers, knives, flashlights, wallets, watches, key rings. That's a lot of stuff. So Frank, what are you wearing? That was weird. And wearing- What are you carrying? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I'm at home, so I have nothing on me at the moment, but, uh, recently, um, let's see, messenger backwards, nothing really changed. I did upgrade, that's, that's kind of funny, um, I had a Air, it was an Air, uh, Air City thing, what, Air's Texting Mini, and I side-graded to a... Alpaca Element Tech Mini. That is my uh, my lug around bag, like um, my throw everything in this bag oh. and I'll carry around bag. So the th- 
interesting thing about this one and the previous, the AirTech Mini, is they are essentially the same bag. It's a it's it's a pretty sleek looking backpack. Yeah, they're not backpack. They are uh, small tech cases. Um, I might be looking so, at something else. Yeah. <laughs> They are where all my uh, small EDC stuff resides. My wallets, mm-hmm. my uh, mes- emergency medicines, allergy medicines, uh, my bandage, because I'm allergic to the adhesive 3M decided to use nowadays. Thank you, 3M. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, they, they changed their formula since, I believe, 2016 mm-hmm. or 2014 from natural rubber to something synthetic. Mm. And I actually allergic to the synthetic um, adhesive. Oh wow! Okay, so I had to use their special non-allergenic lines of bandages. Bandages. Um, there is also the fact that they, the alpaca tech sling. The only difference is that it has two tiny loop that allows you to ta- attach a belt to them, so you can carry them as slings on normal days. On the days I do not need my messenger bag. Okay. So that's the main thing that changed. And uh, mm, what else is there to say about my ADC? Nothing really. Nothing really else changed. Let's go back. Let's go really quick. The pen I carry every day. It is still a mini pen from Tactile Turn. This mm-hmm. is not a fountain pen. This is you traitor. A... I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm <laughs> well, kidding. I, I, I have talked about this before. I do not feel that you need to carry fountain pen to you everywhere and every day. Agreed. So uh, the Tactile Turn uh, mini with the, I think it was a cut down inner insert of a G3 mm-hmm. because by, because for, for while I was making that fundamental um, pilot somehow stopped making the mini uh, mini pen for some, some some strange reason for a while but this back and uh, well during that time I had to cut it down myself okay notebook not really carry notebook nowadays it's just a few sheet of paper I kind of just bring it back home and they're reorganize it on the notebook afterwards no pencil no erasers uh knives I you're the knife guy yes but i kind of like stopped buying knives recently Mm -hmm. lately i've been looking more for i basically made my own knives requirement very stringent i do not buy anything that doesn't have a super steel and I also will not like to buy anything that will put my finger in the way of knife opening <laughs> and closing. Mm-hmm. And it must be operated by a single hand. It's a lot and of requirements. Us being California, that means all the autos are out. Yep. Correction, majority of the autos are out. Mm-hmm. Which brings back to my current EDC which is two separate ones. One of them is an Anthem from Benchmade, and that is a folder that has an access lock, which in case anyone does not, doesn't know what's going on with access lock, access lock is a back locking mechanism that allows you to basically push down the locking mechanism and release the blade. The blade will go to free swing, and then you can readjust it, reopen it. And I have a stubby automatic knife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As alternative, it's a very short and small knife. The knife blade is only two inches long. Correction. I'm sorry. Correction. Not two inch. One point nine eight inch. Just under the. Just the... under the California legal limit of two inch. <laughs> <laughs> so that knife is there to cut like papers, packages, and everything else, right? And I guess. That those two rotates, and uh, in my daily bag, there's a, a third knife that is just there, just in case I need to cut something else with it, or just in case I forgot the other two. The other two, and definitely the knife guy. Uh, yeah, Be- uh, between the two of us. Yeah, yeah, between the two of us. Yeah, and the what's the what's what's the other questions? There is also 
Watches, I don't carry watches. That's Collins' expertise. <laughs> yes. Flashlights, I'm still carrying a FW3A with a custom aux light. FW3A is one of those really small 18650 flashlights. Um, I need to upgrade that, to be honest. Uh, still looking for upgrades. There's a, there's a decent chance I might buy a Boss flashlight somewhere down the line because they finally upgraded their LED lineup. Uh, but... But I have spent a little bit too much on hobby money just beginning this year. <laughs> so I just, need to hold off a little bit. It is only February. Yes. That's the issue, right? Uh, wallets, I'm still using... Okay, I'm not, I don't think I ever mentioned this. My wallet is a Pioneer wallet, which uses... Uh, what's the material called? Cordura? Um, Cordura? No. No. The one that they use for jackets. I don't... I, I I can picture the material in my head, but I don't know if I can... I Cordura sounds right? No, Cordura is the uh, the harder other shells they use for okay. backs. So not that. Yeah, not that. Ripstuff fabric. Well, no, Ripstuff is the same thing. Um, they, they don't even say what the material nowadays anymore. Damn, okay. Uh, I guess not. <laughs> Doesn't really tell me. But they are the really, really slim uh, synthetic fabric wallets that has been uh, served me really well because they are generally thinner than the... They're generally thinner than leather wallets and they are more abrasion resistant. Mm -hmm. So I like the... Pioneer wallet quite a bit, but mine is just a card holder that holds like three or four cards, with maybe like twenty dollars cash in between. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much my ADC. It's a good amount of stuff. Oh yeah, and a magnifier. Ooh, and a magnifier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got a sapphire magnifier stuff in between all those crap because the sapphires I can afford to like just put it in there without a friend can scratch it. Yep. How about you, Collins? What do you carry okay. with you? Uh, so I, I, I would say that I am less of an EDC type person. Um, I usually just carry a wallet and my phone. I am the watch person. And right now I am wearing an Omega Speedmaster. Uh, if you're familiar with the, um, numbers, it's the CK2998. It, it, it usually... I, yeah, Frank, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But basically, <laughs> usually Speedmasters, uh, they have a um, a bezel that allows you to time things. Like, so if you see the second hand goes to a certain time, lands on a certain place, you can tell how fast your car is driving, like, say, 60 miles per hour or whatever. Okay. Um, but mine is special because it gives you pulsations rather than distances. So you actually can measure your heart rate with this rather than uh, distances. But besides the point, it's a black and white Omega Speedmaster dial. Yeah, I think it was a similar, the, the last watch I got, the the really large one, I think that has similar thing. It's, it's a weird circular number system around it, right? I can use it to do quick math calculation. That one is, uh, uh, I forget, the name is, Chronograph? No, no, it's not. Chronograph. Yeah, the chronograph is is the timekeeper one, but mm -hmm. there is a special one. I can't believe my brain is escaping me. Um, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking. That's like an aviator aviation watch that allows yes. you to do like calculations. Yes, it is a KCL uh, Nighthawk, I believe, and that's the watch I got. And it has the weird loop around it that does all the calculations around mm -hmm. it. I try to learn how to do it. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really can't. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, um, for knives, I bought a knife like 15 years ago, and it was a Japanese uh, M. Custa knife, which has like the Damascus style folded steel look to it. And ever since I got that, I just never looked back. I just love that knife. I never bring it out. I never use it. It just looks really pretty. <laughs> just never, never got a knife afterwards, huh? I mean, I have like a utility knife that I bought on Amazon for 15 bucks. It's not worth telling people what it is, but I use it to cut up all my Amazon boxes. But yeah. again, I buy it for, I bought it for like 15 bucks and you know, it does its job. It does its job, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, 
in terms of wallets, I'm actually really nitpicky on my wallet. I'm not happy with my current wallet. Uh, really? Right now, I'm using the the mighty uh, the mighty wallet, which is made of like the that's a paper one, right? Yeah, the Tyvek the material. material. Yeah. Okay. It's too thick. I don't like it. It's too thick. <laughs> yes, it's too thick. You sure it's not just you put too much shit in there? No, I'm, and I'm sure of that because my okay. old wallet, I'm going to lean over to pick it up right now, is like this thin fabric wallet. And when I had this one, this was perfect. It was so thin that like, I didn't even notice it. Are you worried about that one, if I recall correctly? It te okay, so technically this wallet still works, but there's some... I don't know what it is, but there's some glue in it that that I, oh i sorry inside the wallet there are there is some plastic rubber or glue material that's supposed to work as like a friction so that your cards don't slide out so quickly that sounds like it'll get sticky and yucky after a few years that's what happened yeah well that's exactly what those kind of material becomes after a couple of years exactly so that's why i've been told to get a new wallet and so i'm trying the the mighty tyvek wallet and I think it's too thick. I, and they don't sell my old wallet anymore. I can't find it anywhere. Well, you know, you can always use goo gun, uh, rubbing alcohol to rub off all the adhesive. I could. Thing. I, I totally could. And you can and, still use it. And honestly, in terms of the fabric material, it's still perfect. Like it's not. It's, it's no holes. Like it looks fine. So maybe I will do that. I maybe go back and use goo gun to just rub it all off. But yeah. Um, in terms of my wallet situation, I am not happy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. Um, in terms of pen stuff, actually, I'm going to segue this into something I want to share with you because I posted this on our Instagram. Um, I posted two links uh, down there if you want to click on them. All right. This is my new at-home setup for my fountain pens. Interesting. I haven't even seen this on my set. Yeah. Totally new because I I work in my office, but I don't journal in my office. I journal downstairs in the living room. And I hate fumbling around the house with my journal, with my glove, with my pens, with my inks, and all that stuff going up and downstairs. And I'm like, okay, I've got a box that I'm not using. I'm just going to make this look really nice. And I'm going to put it all here. And so this is my, I guess it's not an everyday carry, but it's my at-home journaling case. So your home travel kit. My home travel kit, yeah. <laughs> travel within homes. And so I also want to point out that uh, you see the Darth Vader cloth, right? Uh-huh. Well, it, behind the Darth Vader is all of my sample inks. Yeah, yeah, it's on the second picture. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah that's all the ones from the Inkvent event. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the Darth Vader is there to shield the 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 inks from light so you could say that they're in the dark side oh god <laughs> <laughs> all right all right you, you buddy <laughs> yes so i'm very proud of my uh my carrying kit um the pen uh the pen case there is a manhattan portage mm -hmm. case it's a zipper case that can open up and store Six normal-sized pens, relatively okay. All right. Um, I think it is made of... Yeah, yeah. I, I thought of Cordura because this is made of Cordura. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, at first, I was afraid of it scratching the pens, but it hasn't seemed to... It doesn't seem to be doing that. It seems totally okay to put the pens in. I mean, Cordura is um, softer uh, plastic, so it should, yeah. you'll be fine. Softer light on stuff. Yeah. So... Right now, I am using a uh, Lamy 2000 and my, um, my Kura Azure uh, Sailor pen. Yeah, for that my work setup, I have just very recently cleaned up the Pen BBS mini pen that mm -hmm. I had. Um, what's that? What's that? Inkgal? Uh, Bates State Blue that has been there no. for four no, years. Oh my god, okay. Yeah, I just cleaned that stuff up and uh, I put it aside. I'm probably not going to use it for a while because um, the 
finickiness of the mini pen. Now you had to make sure the thread matches before you close down, or else you're gonna screw on the wrong thread. Finally got to me after I I, I screwed up one more time <laughs> during a meeting the other day. So I was like, yeah, okay, maybe not the best thing to using a uh, no, office setting the whole time. No. <laughs> I'm I'm actually surprised. Granted, I'm sure the blue looks great. I've, actually, I should say I don't think I've seen base state blue in person. Really? Yes, I I believe that is a true statement. Okay, I, I guess you can see it next time or something. Um, I have signed a lot of document with that ink. Ah. <laughs> That's never coming off that document. Yeah, well, assuming those paper actually last, right? I, yes. I, I, I take those paper probably last like maybe five years before someone destroyed it or yeah. someone misplaced it. But yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the next question. Uh, minimalism, have you ever considered it? Uh, one in one out limit of 25 or 10 or even a one pen to rule them all. So. You know, have you considered a minimalist approach? That's not really a question for you. That's a question for me. <laughs> um, in terms of fountain pens, I am the one that currently struggles with the, I have more pens than I will ever use. Correct. Um, I would say that's a true statement. Um, I have considered it. Uh, I, I do want to limit it down to less pens than i currently have how many pens do i have but frank you can come up as i try to round up how many pens i actually have all right let's see uh how many fountain pens Oof, that's that's a long list wait is that the complete list that's the question oh it, it's complete okay okay so i have spaces here so that doesn't really count but i'm gonna ballpark it to around 50 pens oh Okay. Yeah. You know, if you're in Excel, you can always choo choose the cell in the bottom right corner and tell you how many cells you have chosen. Oh, okay. Well, I've counted... Oh, okay, okay. I don't have that many. Sorry. Uh, I've counted... I've selected... Okay, so maybe 30 pens. That's not too bad. Yeah. Actually, it seems less than I would have expected. Yeah, 30 pen wasn't too bad, I would say. Okay, so if I limit it to 25, I'm pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> like, to be honest, I already told you I'm getting a uh, pen chest, right? Yes. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about this later on. But the pen drawers, the, the number of pen I can hold went from 24 to suddenly ballooned to 48 after I made a decision. Okay. And now it's back to 24 after talking to <laughs> Toyoka the maker. Craft. Yeah, uh -huh. Toyoka Craft. I was like, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe his suggestion was right. Maybe 48 was a little bit too many. In theory, 48 is more than even I have right now. And yes. I have a lot. So, no, so <laughs> now it's downsized to 24, back to 24. I, I should make a statement that, like, if I have only 30 pens, that is way less than many, many collectors out there. So I actually I actually did better than I thought about not collecting too much. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I have maybe about 12 total right now, mm -hmm. including the one I rarely ever used. I, I probably need to get rid of two of them because I don't use them anymore. So there's that. The, the concept of selling a pen, I haven't gone through that processor even how i would attempt doing yeah, that i just kind of give them away the, those other yeah. smaller cheaper ones so that's true but yep. then what's the point like okay so i have like a bunch of kakunos in different colors i don't see a point of me giving those away yeah clean up having your wife count as a raffle for kids maybe yeah i don't I, know i'm gonna think of something maybe but uh okay so given that if you were to keep just one pen I guess uh, maybe two. Abuse. I say two pens just because very likely if I just pick, if I asked you to pick one pen, you would likely just keep the most expensive one. So like pick two in terms of like, uh, this is the using pen, the usable pen I'm going to use. Your EDC's one pen to rule them all. Which one would it be? Okay. So two pens, one of them will definitely be a Nakaya to be honest with you. Yes, of course. That's why I was like, okay, I, I'm looking for something other than that one. The other one, surprisingly, it is going to be the this one. 
Oh, the Pokemon pen. The Pokemon, the the Pilot Silver, mm. Sterling Silver pen, really, because the main reason, if I want to use it every day, that means repairability will be a concern in the long run. Mm-hmm. Even though I like as of right now, there are plenty of repairable stuff for which Palcan Ocean Swirl, this Palcan, right? Of course, it's gonna be warranted. But and if you accidentally crack or scratch the material, you're out of luck. Yep. Um, Conid had a no production for two years, so that kind of scared me a little bit. And uh, <laughs> that, that just means that the uh, avail- availability wasn't as good as I originally expected. So that kind of rolls it out of the everyday usage pens uh, in terms of very long-term EDC. I'm still going to use Conid every day. In fact, it's the only pen I was never put into my uh, pen case on my desk. Mm. Like it's because it's a snap cap. So it's the one that I always take out and just write something really quick with it. But in terms of durability, repairability, and uh, the fact that it is just a middle casing on the outside make this probably the most durable EDC pen I have. And plus, it's a pilot pen based off of design from how many years ago this one? Yeah. So there's a, there's plenty of replacement parts available for this yeah. pen, right? and it is a fantastic writer. It is a really good writer, and it's a snap cap. And on top of being a snap cap, you actually keep the cap wet for a really long time. You keep the mm-hmm. ink wet for a really long time. So there's really no issues per se to pick about this pen. It's a really good choice. Yeah, I would I would also throw in that it is not a piston filler. It is a cartridge converter. Which right. is way easier to deal with. To clean uh, out, yeah. If you yeah. really need to clean out for everyday basis, yeah. Yeah. That's that's good. Uh, you know, because that completely throws... Because, I mean, I have the same pen. Mm-hmm. And I had a different choice initially. But after you brought it up, I'm like, yeah, those are really good reasons to pick this one. <laughs> <laughs> the one I was originally going to pick was the Lamy 2000. Lamy 2000. Well, I mean, uh, that thing is... That thing is also really, really... Yes. Longstanding pen, too. So It is an excellent writer. It is really smooth. Um, it just looks really elegant, um, very modern. And even, I guess, like, if I had to just pick one pen, it probably can't be that one because I change my ink so frequently uh, that it just, as a piston filler, it just doesn't work for that workflow. Um, but I guess if I had two pens, it would be the Pilot Silver pen. And the Lamy two thousand. Lamy two thousand. Okay. Yeah, because I, I feel like out of all of my pens that I swap over to, the Lamy two thousand has a high rate of being one of them filled up, just because of how reliable it is. It's on the rotation the most often, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting choice. Uh, what, what nib size though? It is a fine nib. That one is a fine nib, and because. If we're just going to pick one pen, it needs to be fine enough to write on all different kinds of paper. Right. Um, but if you were going to pick a fountain pen that's only going to deal with fountain penning, it would be a medium or maybe a 1.1 for me. Probably a 1.1. Yeah, look at this. This is a medium, right? The the I don't want, Yeah, that's a medium. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I would probably go with a medium. Japanese medium, a uh, Pelican fine. Not a Lamy fine. <laughs> well, okay, I kind of jabbing at this because of the fact that uh, recently I read the uh, the nib tolerance for Lamy is pretty interesting. Is it pretty wide? Between extra fine and fine, there, there there's acceptable tolerances that's put on their website. Uh huh. Okay. The widest extra fine officially can be wider than the narrowest fine. That is some very not tolerant tolerances. <laughs> I'll find the, the I'll or I guess find very those. tolerant, overly tolerant tolerances. <laughs> overly tolerance, yes. <laughs> let me see. Let me see. I can find it. Um, does Does it work? Does that extend to the fine to medium and medium to broad? Yes, this is on the Lamy dot com Lamy nib guide. All right. Oh no. 0.36 millimeter for extra fine. 
plus and negative 0.06 millimeter. So it means oh, wow. this means okay. the thickest one can be 0.42, right? Mm-hmm. While fine is 0.46 plus or negative 0.06. Ooh, yeah. So it can be 0.40. <laughs> yeah. Singles to a fine and median is also a uh, 0.06 tolerance difference. Which, which means that it's really a 0.06 difference between each nib size almost, right? They, they have 0.1 millimeter between each nib size. Mm-hmm. Extra fine 0.36, fine 0.46, median 0.56, and broad is a little bit larger, 0.675. Mm. However, they give broad a tolerance of 0.075. <laughs> so it still has a chance of being <laughs> leaner than the median. That's very interesting. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious... Uh, I mean, remember, that is manufacturing tolerated tolerances. That means if you get that, you cannot return them. Right. They all say that's working as intentional. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see then if you want to go and just look up. Actually, maybe I should go and look at my own. I think if you complained... (laughs) To uh-huh. your pen seller, I don't think anyone is gonna tell you no. We're not gonna swap it out for you. Well, Goulet probably has like millions of those things. Yes, they'll probably just you know what, just just we'll send you a new nib. It's fine. Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure I, most company will do that for you. I have so I have quite a few Lamy nibs by mm-hmm. now. I have, I mean, I at least have ten. I think actually, I can probably answer that question. How many Lamy nibs do I have? Um, I have quite a few. Doesn't matter. Um. Ooh, sorry. Uh, I'm curious if my if I can see that variation in my nibs. Um, by the way, I just said ooh because I realized I have way more than thirty pens. <laughs> well, do you need to go on to a tab or something? I have a complete separate tab. I don't know why Collins of the past decided to do this, but okay, I decided yeah, yeah, to <laughs> here we go. Okay, I... <laughs> here we go. Yes, I don't know why I decided to do this, but I guess I decided I did this in such a way that I labeled the pen brand first, then the name of the pen, and then it splits off into the different color variations of the pen. So, so you're just looking at your very, you have 30 different models. Yes, I have 30 different <laughs> models of pens. But I just looked at Lamy Safari, and I have red, charcoal, and petrol, which is three. Then there's Lamy Safari Pastel, which I have blue, green, and pink. Then I have Lamy All-Star with Pacific Blue and Orange. So it just cascades down. So... I'll come back to you. <laughs> I want to keep up. All right. Yeah. I'll come back to you with how many pens I actually have. I'm going to have okay. to actually count this. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, going, through these, going through these questions is taking us a lot longer than I thought. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, how do you calendar... Uh, uh, Chris Orf asks us, like, how do you calendar? So do you use a digital calendar? Do you use an analog calendar? Um, and how do you... Let's, let's see. But at a minimum, I'd like to hear an update on how it's going in the year of the tiger. I think he probably meant rabbit. Well, maybe, tiger was last year, right? Okay. Like how he went, I guess. Okay. Sure. So do you analog or do you digital calendar? Um... Most of my work is done under digital, to be completely mm-hmm. honest with you. Um, for work-wise, it's very difficult for me to do digital, to do analog calendar because there's just too many changes. Like, they, the, 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 the jobs that I work with, they like to change meetings last minute a lot, very often. I will have a meeting today set up at 3 o'clock, and the next thing I realize after I get back from lunch is now that 3 o'clock meeting is moved to 2 o'clock. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so um, 
it's kind of difficult to do that in the digital and also you I want it in uh, sorry it's difficult to do that in the analog and I want it in digital too so that can give me reminders before the meeting starts so and this is no longer the case right I, I'm no longer doing this which I'm very glad is I actually I'm not sure I think I'm digging myself in the sense I'm just saying this but at some point, I was having to respond to about 20 separate projects per week. Ooh, that's a lot. I'm very glad that path, that that phase is gone. There is a small chance it might come back, but hopefully that's gone. But I will probably drown if I do analog <laughs> <laughs> calendar during those weeks, right? I so. think work in general, like like if you're working in... Uh, some kind of industry nowadays like digital calendar is almost necessary these yeah, days because a lot of those calendars has links to the meetings and mm -hmm. it's hard to copy that right and uh, so what I did is uh, I did something different in terms of I kind of sync my work email I do not like to carry work email with me mm. because I like email still comes in during the weekends and the holidays. I just rather not to see that. So if you silence anything, it or something. If, if crap really hits the fan, someone will probably call me. <laughs> uh -huh. um, but in effort to try not to read the emails at the same time, I decided to extract the calendar ink link from the Outlook and merge that with my Gmail, personal Gmail one. Interesting. Okay. So my Gmail one has a combination of all my activities combined together. Hmm. And that's where I kept most of my calendars running. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I am also full digital or at least, yeah, I don't have a paper calendar. Um, I actually use two. I use a Google calendar, um, which combines my work stuff and my personal stuff. Um, I can separate it, but Google Calendar has a way to toggle that stuff. Um, and I also use a task manager called um, uh, OmniFocus. Um, it is an Apple and Mac only task managing system um, that allows these are these are just like my personal tasks. Okay. Uh, and there is a calendar for me to just set aside what these are. And it'll give me reminders on my phone that like, oh, you have to do this today or you have to do that today. Um, so I use a combination of those two for all of my stuff because the calendar manages like events and like meetings and, you know, dates and stuff like that. But for individual tasks, that's handled by OmniFocus. Okay. And I just recently started a Google Sheet, which has all of my home projects. <laughs> So okay, I, I I have the uh, I have a sheet for a holiday to do list uh. from 2020. Oh, okay. I have not completed yet, so it's all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it really 2020 then? I it it, it just continue on, okay? Like it just slowly add on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last question: Do you cook? What is your uh, favorite dish to cook? I do, but they're all very simple ones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'll be honest, as a vegetarian, um, I don't really go for fancy stuff, really. Mm -hmm. like, nothing nothing too, too extravagant or nothing that takes too much processing time. Because, okay, that part is not because I'm vegetarian. That part is because I'm lazy. <laughs> okay, like, I just, like, there, there, there will be stuff I look up on... The uh, recipe and the inside salt number step is just a yen though. Next, Next. I, I will I will say a, a lot of those recipes you read online, a lot of those steps are not necessary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but for cooking, lately, why is everything shaking? Huh. Okay, lately <laughs> I have picked up a um grill a uh, large metal uh, large basic cast iron grill top that is if you look at the machine itself it's really just a barbecue grill with the big flat iron top right and that has allowed me to do some of the more 
higher heat power stir fry for Chinese stir fry style, Chinese style、mm. stir fries.、Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to do that, like especially tapayaki style, like mushrooms and、uh, mushrooms and bean sprouts and the grilled mushrooms,、uh, just mainly grilled stuff. I've been experimenting with that, and it's been working out pretty well. Like, for example, pan fried potatoes, they I can actually get a pretty crispy brown brown into、nice. the sides, yeah, and those kind of stuff. So that's why I've been spending my time trying to cook with it. But if I want to choose a specific Chinese dish, it's kind of hard for me to choose a one I like the most because I do eat quite different ones. <laughs> your, your your diet is very different from the stereotypical uh, uh, Chinese diet. Yeah, so I it's hard for me to say which one I like the most. The one I will miss the most is a.、Uh, Is a, a dish from one of the Chinese restaurants nearby called Bifeng Tang Chizi, and that is a is Chinese eggplant cut to tiny strips, battered, and then deep fried. That sounds good. And then everything is laid on top of chopped garlic, also deep fried. <laughs> So the garlic smell just kind of steam onto the,、uh, and they kind of they they kind of like mix it together a little bit, and the garlic smell just mix into the the eggplant. I almost don't mix that because it's a lot of work. Yeah, like, I can imagine. Yeah, it's a lot of work,、mm-hmm. and、uh, they recently stopped doing that after COVID too, because、yeah. of course it's probably a lot too much prep time, and、mm-hmm. so that's one dish that I'm probably gonna miss eating. For a while until I find the next restaurant that does it. That another restaurant that'll actually prepare that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, I do a fair bit of cooking. Um, although I would say that my cooking style is more Japanese rather than Chinese. Um, I cook like udon, oyakodon. Uh, there's a Japanese Neapolitan spaghetti that I cook. Um, I do like my uh ginger fried rice I cook at home. Okay. Which actually, you can eat that because that's totally vegetarian. Okay, I'll give it a try sometime. Yeah. Um, but I I don't. But yeah, I I also try various other kinds of recipes and stuff. Um, but yeah, there's a lot that I cook at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that is pretty much it for. For answering the questions, and regards pronunciations, yes, I will. I will try my best to look it up. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing.、Um, Language-wise, for me, is a very weird and finicky things because the pronunciation on English words are more or less from experience,、mm-hmm. if that's the right way to say it. Because I'm not sure I told you this. I, I'm pretty sure I told you this before. I do not have an inner monologue. Ah yes, I believe you did tell me this. You、yes. don't have an inner, so you do not talk to yourself in your head. I do not talk to myself in my head most of the time, unless I'm prepping myself for something, for a speech or something. Okay.、Um, my train of thought. There is no train of thought. They exist as a concept until the moment I need to speak. Yes. Okay. So. It is especially hard for me to learn English from Chinese because the fluency level is not there yet. So there's everything has to go through a translation there in Chinese to English, and I need to speak it. And I can't. And I can't ask you if like your your con your conceptual idea in your head is in Chinese first and then translated to English because that can, is be- when I was still learning English. Okay. Now is literally is a. It's like a、uh, switch, basically.、Mm-hmm. the The switch is done mainly by what language the other person engaged me in. Ah,、oh, interesting.、If、so you, yeah. For example, Brian always talks to me in Chinese. <laughs> okay. Among all of our friends, yeah, he is not native Chinese. Like, he's, no, he's not. He's, he's not. He's not first generation. He's second generation. But he sounds always talk to me in Chinese. Um. <laughs> When he speaks in Chinese, my answering mode immediately flips to Chinese. 
Interesting. But when someone's English, it's same thing. Is if someone asks me in English, I answer in English immediately. Um, so, Frank, so, as as you know, I've been practicing Chi uh, some of my Mandarin. Yeah. Can I manually flip your brain to Mandarin Chinese if I do that? Yes, actually. <laughs> okay, if, I'm totally you, gonna try that. <laughs> unless you speak very very poorly, that I had to try to <laughs> try to decipher. What you meant by using an English grammar? I, I'm gonna try this the next time I see you yeah. in person. <laughs> yeah. So, so for if the pronunciation of any pen or anything else that is not in native English, like that's that's not it's not from normal English pronunciation, it will completely throw me off. Because it doesn't help that some of these pens are like in Italian yes, or French. Yes, that's the thing. Like they will throw off my entire vocabulary, like natural vocabulary built into a language. Mm -hmm. So and it's gonna take me a lot longer, and then most of the time, the pronunciation is completely wrong. And I mean, there my, are cases where we both got it completely wrong, uh, because hoponichi hoponichi uh, techo. Uh -huh. Is not Hobonichi Techno. Yes. That, well, that is, I don't know how it happened, to be honest. We both just completely failed. Yeah. yeah I, I want to I say that, like, what likely happened is that you, because you introduced this brand to me. I probably said it wrong the first time, and you and just continued it as well. Because <laughs> I, I continued, because, like, of course it's Techno, because it looks just like it. Yes. And I just yes. didn't question it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably what happened. I would say I, I would I did not disagree with you. That's probably what happened, which means I mean the main cause again. <laughs> it's okay, it's fine. I almost, yeah. I almost, as I said, I kind of want to I want to keep calling it Hobonichi te Techno just to continue the joke. Yeah, I mean te Techno make more sense, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um. Well, I think that wraps up our uh, questions and answering session for today's uh, episodes. And uh, we are going to move on to more of a recent releases. Mm -hmm. Just go through really quick. First of all, it is our Fountain Pen and Stationery Community voting has finalized. Okay. And the Diamine Ink for the year would be two different colors in fact it is the sailor's warning number 37 and uh celadon cat. cat 41 and the big issue for me is both of them are glitter this year <laughs> is there a way to see it yeah oh, oh oops the, the link is not they're posted didn't i yeah, Here it says go. what they are, but I can't actually see what the colors are. Yeah. The sound on cat actually looks ah, really nice, go. to be honest. The red one reminds me of one of the uh the the ink vent ink. <laughs> but uh Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. The sound on cat is a very interesting dark gray with mm -hmm. the shimmer being silver, so it's nice. Yeah, that one's really nice. It's just again, they are shimmery ink, and shimmery ink has its places along with the places not supposed to be. So, <laughs> get your dip pens, guys. It works really well with shimmers. Yes, get your dip pens, and uh, you need to get your dip pen ready for that. And which I'm not. I have not buy the uh, Kakimori dip pen yet, but mm -hmm. we'll see about that. Yeah. All right. Our next one is um this is a pen coming from wood uh i think wood wonders of north carolina okay i'm pretty sure that's what this wood wonders for. of nc yeah north yeah. carolina and uh he has a blank called the oprex opal oprex opal and pen bbs calligraphy nib mm-hmm and if you go down and uh, the next link, this shows you the changes of colors for this pen blank. All right. 
Let's take a look. It does have a nice purple to it. Yes. Like, the best way to describe it is if you are, like, you, you, you saw those photos, pictures, in which if you look at it from a different angle, it's a different image, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of remind me of that. But in this case, it's just a completely different color from a completely different angle. Yeah, it looks like one of those like, like fast forward the 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 sunset sky kind of thing, and you just see the clouds wavering. Yes, the, uh, you, the you see the uh, shimmer and the uh, waving going on. It it definitely looks stunning. It looks really beautiful. The pen is not cheap. It is, I believe, two hundred something dollar for the materials itself, and then two hundred something dollar for the pen to be made. So overall, oh, you're wow. going to pay at least four hundred dollar for the pen. Oh wow! Okay, that that is quite high. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like two hundred. Ah, it's fine. It's like ooh no, four hundred. That's that's pretty high. Yeah, it's like uh, this is cost going to the uh, similar pricing as a Kenalea Pen Company. Yeah, right. But of course, like this one has its own special risen blink that is not available everywhere else as well. So mm -hmm. yeah, you pick your poison. It, it's the 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 niche uh, pen turners that have like very interesting materials that can charge higher amounts because they're the only ones that have it. Right, and that's the interesting thing for um, fountain pens, right? Last year, well, not last year, um, actually, in fact, this year, I read some people complained about they feel there is a lack of pens or slash new models coming out from the manufacturers. Mm -hmm. Like the big box manufacturers or like... Yes, that's the thing. Like in some sense, I can I get agree because the big box manufacturer has been... They have not pushed out too many things, especially compared to the previous couple of years when they all kind of reached their 10-year anniversary, <laughs> something fire anniversary. So all like, of their ideas are spent. They're done. Well, I think it's in the cool-off period, right? right? Right now it's in their cool-down period. Mm. So like some people complain about like there's not too many innovations, there's not too many new pens, interesting pens from the big boxes. Mm. But at the same time, I think... Last year, uh, in terms of pin blanks, especially, there's a lot of different interesting color and material choice that came out through the years. Yeah. And, there and we've is, gone through a lot of them uh, over the course. We have gone through a lot of unique ones last year. So I wouldn't say that there isn't, there is a lack of choices, uh, maybe from the big boxes one, but certainly not from the other smaller makers. And maybe there's a give and take of that where like you see a lot more independent pen makers doing something special and that forces a lot of the customer base like us to go and try them out. And then the big box companies like Pilot and Lime are like, hey, we're losing big market share here. OK, fine. We'll do something interesting. <laughs> Which is, is honestly for the customers, that is a uh, positive feedback, right? Mm -hmm. So... Uh side to continue to improve you won't fall into a stupid uh, intel cpu market for <laughs> stagnation for how many years six years i believe until AMD finally cut up but yeah that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a different topic right yeah <laughs> and uh yeah so this is something very interesting something looks very 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 nice that i would suggest yeah anyone that's interested to take a look it is a wonderful, wonderful color shifting mechanic. That, yeah. Uh, I have not seen before. All right. Next one. It is um, someone just shared this the uh, less than a day ago. And I felt that this is a very good visual tape, uh, visual tip for everyone. On how to make uh, your... How to tune your pen a little bit assuming mm -hmm. you're not afraid to modify your pen permanently mm -hmm. right so um the very first thing that she goes through as soon as she yes yeah, she um the very first thing that she goes through is um running the i would say this step is very is dependable per person and per the pens yes 
but you take a very new uh, exacto knife. You flip it around, so you're not using the sharp edge. In fact, you're using the flat edge. The the blunted edge. The blunt I guess. Edge. Yeah, into the groove, and you kind of you kind of scrape it. You don't cut it. You kind of scrape it. Because if you cut it, you're cutting very deep into it, right? But if you're yeah. scraping it, you're just removing a very tiny amount of a plastic. Mm-hmm. So you scrape it, and then you increase the groove size by a tiny bit. And uh, that will increase the potential water flow. I think that's an important distinction to make, where you're not cutting a deeper groove. You're potentially lightly scraping it slightly wider. Yeah, you're just slightly widening it, like, by the time you finish, you probably have like a very tiny plastic strip that came out of the groove. And that's mm-hmm. that's, that's what you want to see. You don't want to cut off. The, you can physically see a chunk of it. That, that's <laughs> yes. secondary. You screwed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And uh, the next thing she does is uh, she has the uh, those brass shims. Mm-hmm. And then she used that to go through with the uh, nib and a couple of times to make to widen the to widen the times a little bit something to note that she actually received a the shin the brass shin uh, package from pentooling.com I believe it's it's called pentooling.com yeah and their brass shims comes in different width actually in fact if you want to if you want to think about uh, fixing pens Pentooling.com is a fantastic website for every tool you're going to need to fix mm. pens. Like there's so many tools when I was looking at it, I got like I myself lost a little bit. But okay, back to topic. Um, their brass shim comes in different sizes, they're different width. If you buy a brass shim from say a Goulet or any other pen make uh, normal fountain pen stores, they are one size. So you just kind of add additional shim to make it thicker, mm-hmm. to increase the pressure inside and you can bend the time out a little bit. And of course, patience is key. You do it slowly, test it every single time. Don't force it. Don't force it. Do not add additional torque onto the brass shin, or else you're gonna tw- you're gonna turn or tweak yeah. the uh, nib. And just make sure you test it every single time you do it, or else you're gonna mm-hmm. get a fire hose, and you're just gonna be really <laughs> hard to fix it. The ink's just gonna leak out, and you're not gonna write. Yes, and that's actually the problem I have with the Lamy Two Thousand right now. Oh um, no, you went too I, far. I didn't went too far. I didn't even modify it, but I put the. Uh, the pilot, the pilot Momiji, onto the pen. Hmm. Momiji is a really wet ink. Yeah. And the ink just consistently drip <laughs> out of Pilot Two Thousand for some reason. I don't know why. I didn't do this with any other pen. Like you didn't modify ink. it by giving it like the the uh, the lubricant, right? No, I didn't modify. It. I didn't give it lubricant at all. It just Interesting. For, this ink for some reason it just drip out like when I cap it. <laughs> The entire tip, the top of the nib is just wet, covering ink. Oh wow! If I uncap it too many times, I have like drizzle amount of ink in the ink cap. It's like, oh wow, okay. I guess uh, never use more Miji on this pen again. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And uh, lastly, it is a. Uh, I I would say this is another. There's something that we have in our community, in the, I would say the Western community that is getting more and more developed. This is a custom four stack nib by the uh, Reddit user Mina Beko. Mina Beko. And honestly, it, it doesn't, the, the picture shown, it like, it is not as flourished, I say, or finished as the sailor one. It is, this is, it has a very tool-like look to it, if right. that makes sense. <laughs> right. Like the Sailor one, they, they would actually grind the edge a little bit to make it look nicer, looking blending a little bit more. This one you can tell is four stack nibs. Some, the, someone did this in their backyard other. with like a, with a soldering or something. Yes. <laughs> yes. But he does post other nib pictures that actually does look better. Honestly, like if you just look at the nib portion of it, it actually looks pretty cool. 
Yeah, yeah. Like if you look at if you go to his uh user, Mina Beko. Mm-hmm. And I believe we actually talked about his uh, blog before. Then this is let me see. No, no, no. We talked about this before. I, we shared this before on the Anib methodology primers and the tuning primers. Mm-hmm. He talked about these, but he has recently um he went on hiatus. Or she went on hiatus. I don't know which one. But this person came back and is now currently in the business of doing custom inks. Oh, wow. I, I will say the, the stacking, when viewed from the top, looks pretty nice. Uh, I see, like, the hammering of the metal design. It looks pretty good. Yeah. So this is certainly something that will, I'm very interested in. Maybe I should shoot him, shoot him her email and uh, see how it goes. I, I may be interested in buying at least a stack nib with the yeah. jewel feed. I wouldn't mind getting one too. It has a really cool look when it writes. It's like a giant marker, a vertical marker. Yeah, it's like the uh, it's basically the uh, really mm-hmm. old uh, past nibsmith from Sailor is the one that started doing this. And uh, he passed it to his sons, but his son does it a little bit more slowly, mm-hmm. and he does he won't do it his own way. So what is used to be a more expensive, but really the accessible nib, expensive and inaccessible, it is now <laughs> only available. It, it is now expensive and only available in certain silver yeah. black barrel pens. Not even in like any other pens. It used to be like you mm-hmm. can you can pretty much get a, anything, right? Like before two thousand sixteen or two thousand eighteen, you can get pretty much any pen you want, um, because the mm-hmm. uh, silver pens and silver names are interchangeable. But now they are made. They're only available in the black color silver pen that is in a fountain pen nib housing. That unless you modify it, and I know that ever since we we pen. or at least I started this pen journey with you, you've been wanting to get one of these snack nibs ever since. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the the silver one looks really nice. Like it is of very high quality finishes, and uh, one of the biggest gripe I've done is I did not pick one up at a price back then i thought it was super expensive wow that is very way more economical than i was thinking <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it was the cross music with which is with gold nib yeah. so if you think about the fact that he uses two gold nibs basically sacrifice one right and uh Plus the grinding, the, the work, everything, which is additional three hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, to be I fair, it's not not expensive, but yes, it is not inexpensive. But to today's standards of getting those uh, the Sailor Cross Music Nib, yes, I, it I, is I, a I lot can imagine than it now. <laughs> but yeah, I would love to see how yeah, so. like what what the price turnaround time would be for one of these. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll maybe shoot the email sometime soon and uh, see how it is. And uh, like I said again, I am on a budget <laughs> <laughs> this year <laughs> because I already blown through my budget at the very beginning of the year. I'll, I'll talk about this more in the next episode when everything more settled in. I think the uh, Mr. Ah. Uh, 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 the owner of Toyoka Craft may I, I maybe I'm wearing his patient a little bit thinner. Oh no! Than I need to. Oh no! Yeah, there's too many changes on my part, which again, is my fault. I'm so sorry. Well, <laughs> so sorry, Toro something. Well, let let let's. Our next episode will likely be a recap a of the pen show, if not a right. live recording of the pen show. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So. Maybe I'll talk about next time or next next time. Regardless, I don't think I'm getting that thing anytime soon, right? So if, if Toyoka Craft is going to be there, right? No, they're not. Oh, okay, they no. are not coming to Cal- uh, California Pen Show this time. Okay. I emailed him about that. Okay, actually. maybe he's not coming because he knows you're going to be there. I'm kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised after the, after this exchange. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think this is it for today's episodes mm-hmm. and. Uh, 
Yep, I don't think I have anything else to add. How yeah, about you, me, Carlos? Me neither. I think uh, we answered a lot of questions. So we answered a lot of questions. Uh, again, about a lot of topics. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for your email. Um, and uh, if you want to send us more uh, questions or response, like yeah. email us. Certainly email us. And uh, for anyone listening, um, we do welcome to uh, listeners' questions, and uh, it does help us focus our uh, topic a little bit more because sometimes we just open open a doc and. Uh, Kind of scratch our head. And Frank, say, ah. Frank, Frank, don't reveal the perfection that is our craft. <laughs> <laughs> what craft? <laughs> uh, let's just say that rolling with a D20 dice has a, has less randomizer than some of the topic that I've chosen it, it, in the past. You know, sometimes you roll, you know. Uh, uh, two ones. Sometimes you're real twenties. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, I'll see you this weekend at the pen show. Yes, and uh, this weekend, we will talk about it afterwards. All right. See you there. See you there. Bye. Bye.